Michael Litton, the last DJ. That's my friend Peter Perkins from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, singing about uh, Better Late Than Never, but he did not know I was doing this, and I didn't know he was doing that album. So how cool is that? Fit pretty well. And uh, I'm not a, a FM station, but this is a podcast, and it's broadcasting from the DRS ATL studio right in Roswell, Georgia. And it wouldn't be a ride the vibe without my dear friend and the producer of the show and the, the man that makes it all, all the technology happen, Waheed Gomes. So can't thank Waheed enough. And I'm totally stoked to have back on the show, Born Healer. Born Healer is a soulful, heavy, groovy, blues, rockin' UK. How cool is that, y'all? UK-based band who just released a new album, Herbs, Roots, Barks, etc. And this is their first album since uh, 2016, and that uh, release was Till the Dawn. And welcome, y'all. We've got uh, Helen Turner and Ian Black uh, all the way from the UK on the show. Hi there. Hello. Hi. (laughs) How are you guys doing? Well, pretty good. Pretty good. All the way from the UK, as you say. It's raining, of course. Well, we have rain here in uh, Roswell, GA, too, so something in common. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you, since you guys are back for a second time, which we're so, totally stoked about. And so uh, your fans have some familiarity, but those that are new, new fans of yours, and more will be mm-hmm. after they hear this fantastic album, Herbs, Roots, Barks, etc. The way we ride vibe, r- roll ride the vibe, easy for me not to say, but I'm the last DJ, so I can screw up all the time, and I do. Uh, The way we roll it is we encourage the listeners to sit back in a comfortable environment. We're getting close to almost being uh, able to be out on a raft here on the the river in in, uh, Georgia, and get a beverage of their choice and listen to uh, this great music. And in this case, for this show, we're going to play the entire album from start to finish, but we're only playing it a couple minutes of each song, y'all, because we want you to go to www.bornhealer.com and buy the album. Because that's the way the musicians are going to really make some money. When you're streaming on all these platforms and this and that, you know, Spotify is paying the artists like 0.00332 cents per stream. So go to bornhealer.com, buy the album, and then the artists can make some money. And come on, y'all, you haven't been out in a bit because of the funk that's been going on. So you got a little coin in your pocket and and can afford it, hopefully. And in the studio, we are featuring a little bit of cat head sparkling pre-made beverage, which is pretty cool. And cat head is the oldest distillery in Mississippi. And y'all might want to know what cat head is. Well, cat head is a compliment in Mississippi. And it was first coined back in the day by blues musicians as a nod to artists they respect. So to call someone a cathead 
is pretty uh, is a high compliment. And Born Healer is definitely they are definitely catheads. So we're featuring this sparkling uh, beverage. I'm doing a limeade because we got uh, some St. Patty's Day, and this stuff is pretty cool. It's got uh, real vodka distilled in Mississippi, sugar free, only 100 calories, gluten free, and it's vegan. So uh, cheers to Ian and uh, and or excuse me, Helen and Ian. Got to do ladies first. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, cheers, y'all. <laughs> ah. And you had talked about in the run-up to the show, Ian, that you might have a Guinness uh, in the house because it is 6 p.m. where you are, right? It is 6 p.m., yeah. I went for whiskey instead. Oh, you did? Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. An American good. whiskey An American wow. whiskey. Ah. It's, it's, it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, but... Yeah. Uh, We're Scottish. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so we don't care. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> anytime's good. Well, uh, you know, uh, I won't ask you what brand you're drinking, but I will tell you, and uh, this is kind of a tease, Ian, because you can't get it right now because <laughs> they uh -huh. sold out. But Cathead produced a, a whiskey old, called Old Soul, and they did a limited run of this tin-type series. So they collaborate with musicmaker.org, which is an organization out of North Carolina that uh, helps those who carry American roots music as uh, oldest traditions. And for more than a quarter of a century, Music Maker Foundation has tended the roots of American music. And they've uh, helped more than 500 musicians since uh, 1994. And so what, and Cat had collaborated and put out this limited edition whiskey, Old Soul, tin type series. And the, they featured uh, Captain uh, Luke Mayer was their first uh, feature and tin Tintype uh, is that old style photography, um, you know, that you see yeah. that they use the plates and this and that. And okay, uh, yeah. this whiskey in is a connoisseur you appreciate was aged for seven years, non-filtered and something, there's some other something that they didn't do. That, I'm not a whiskey drinker, vodka <laughs> guy, but, uh, you know, rare and they sold out. <laughs> it's, oh, wow. It sounds like a really cool brand. Yeah, that's yeah. Not nice. And um, the thing that's so that we love about uh, Cathead is their tagline on their bottles is support live music. And then, of course, their commitment to this uh, being a partner with uh, the Music Maker Foundation. And I, uh, I happened to buy one of the last bottles in the <laughs> Atlanta area and uh, gave it to Wahid, this old soul uh, tintype. So, and then he's enjoyed it, <laughs> I think. Nice. So at any rate, cheers to you guys. And uh, cheers, as, cheers. as we talked about, what we're going to do is we're going to roll this great album, Herbs, Roots, Barks, Etc., which folks can buy from bornhealer.com. And you've got it all set up right on the website so they can get the actual album or they can get downloads. Is that is that right? Do I have all that? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And then they can go back and, and uh, once they hear this... Uh, go back and buy uh, Till the Dawn, which is another great release you guys did in 2016. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's still available. Beautiful. Well, let's cue it up if we could, Wahid, and roll it. Again, we're going to roll it straight through, y'all, but only two minutes. We'll tease it up. So this is like uh, back in the day when we actually, um, you know, put an album on the turntable and play it all the way through. Old cool. school. We'll Old be school. right back.
by the vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ playing just a killer album, Herbs, Roots, Barks, etc. From that's Born Healer's latest release. Again, Born Healer, a soulful, heavy, groovy, blues rocking UK based band. And uh, oh my gosh, I love that album. Killer, killer, killer. And you all, I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed listening to it since they first sent it to me, and I've been playing it to death. Uh, go out and buy it, bornhealer.com. Go to their website, get the actual album. Play, do yourself a favor, y'all. Play a whole album in its entirety. What a killer experience that is, because the artist crafted that, and we're going to talk about how they came up with the song order and what the thought process was on selecting the songs, but there's a heck of a lot that goes into an album and crafting it, as opposed to just going to bloody Spotify. The artists don't make any money. You're only hearing one-off, et cetera, et cetera. So enough preaching, but we're going to take just a short break. And we're going to support a sponsor that's near and dear to my heart because there wouldn't be a Ride the Vibe without my friend Waheed Gomes and DRS ATL. Then we're going to come back for the second half hour, y'all, and chat with Ian and Hel Helen and Ian. I got to correct that. My mom would be turning over in her grave with, with uh, not uh, calling out the ladies first. But anyway, we're going to talk with Helen and Ian, which was always a dream of mine, man. When I was going to college in Boulder and smoking some of that herb, drinking some drinks and sitting around with my friends, you know, queuing up albums on a turntable. And we'd always invariably go, man, wouldn't it be hip if we had the artists here and we could talk to them and ask them questions, et cetera, et cetera. You know, back in the day, we had the benefit of liner notes and, you know, albums that we could clean our weed with because they were double, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't have that anymore. So Anyway, we're going to be right back. DRS provides professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services, such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com. Or call them at 404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. Wow. I love it. Thank you, DRS, for sponsoring the show and for Waheed for producing the show. And where do you all want to start, Alan and, and Ian? <laughs> well, I, I would. I, first thing I'd like to say is I love the way you you pronounce the title of the album, Michael. Oh, did I, did, <laughs> great, did I screw it up? <laughs> no, no, you gave it a great pronunciation. Because you know, in in the, in the UK, we see herbs. Oh, oh, oh. But I, you know, I've seen many, many, many films, yeah, <laughs> yeah. American films, and yeah, you say herbs, yeah, which is may well be the proper way of saying it, but in Britain. For sure, we say herbs. So ah, interesting. Yeah. Well, we no, like don't. You, you, you know, herbs. again, you're talking to the last DJ, and the caveat for me, it's a beautiful tagline because I can say what I want to say and screw it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and you all are, you all are uh, Scottish, though, right? Glasgow. Yeah, um, yeah, we're both Scottish. I'm from Glasgow. Uh, I'm from a small town called St Andrews. Yeah, uh, which is a smallish town, but it's it's where golf was invented, so it's quite uh, well known. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so yeah, it's quite a well-known town. But we both met in London and we live in London now. We've been in London for, 
a long time. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah, it. Good for you. So we're kind of Londoners now, I think. Yeah. London's a big melting pot, obviously. So Right, 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 right. Well, talk about the, pro- you know, I mean, just kick it off with, because I, I kind of teed it up a little bit. Talk about your thought process in this crazy world, you know, right? Music world, as you guys know all too intimately, where, you know, everything, I mean, you got artists that are just releasing singles because that's the only way people or a lot of people are buying them, you know, versus EPs, et cetera. But you all, you know, kind of old school committed to making an album. Talk about that thought process and then how you crafted it yeah. and all that because I just find it so fascinating. Yeah, I think um, I think we released a couple of singles uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but I think everybody kept saying, when's the album coming out? Yeah, so I yeah. think I think our, the type of music we do, um, our, our, our audience like to have an album. Yeah. Uh, and I like to have an album. So, you know, you want to put it on and like you were saying earlier, put on the album and listen to the whole album. Yeah. And, and one thing I really enjoy about listening to this album, like when you just put it on just now, is hearing it all as an album because yeah. as we're creating it, we're thinking yeah. more about individual songs, but we're aware of how there's going to be, well, we've got 10 songs on this, but it's it's really surprised me when I hear the album and listen to it as a whole, the the range of songs on it and how they do all fit together because uh, they kind of yeah. work. And, and you, you know, you touched upon running order and um, that's an interesting point because it isn't, you know, I'm sure you don't think it is random, but you know, it isn't random. You you do think what song would go best after right, this? Right. What song works best after this? Yes. And yeah. and you have to take all kinds of things into account. Um, like if you were playing it live, you know, you wouldn't play five songs that were one kind of type, right? Five, right. You know, but there's so much more to it than that. Like the, the key that it's in, you know, you have these thoughts of which goes in nicely to the next one. And so there is a bit of a science involved in that. Although I, I think it's probably just luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It works. laughs> well, uh, you, yeah, you guys are being too modest. I mean, there is a lot of craft to it. And it's a lot of it, I think, is lost with the, you know, the single release kind of thing. I'm like you, Ian. Mm-hmm. I, I want an album, man. I want to, I buy, you know, I, I like the whole thing, you know. I, yeah. th- I think did Adele not quite recently say that she didn't want her album to be played um the songs to be played or the tracks to be played kind of out of order oh, in Spotify. So I, I don't know if it's true, but I think I've something in the back of my mind yeah. says that she stated that she only wanted it yeah. to be in the order that she had decided the songs went. Yeah. Um and I guess that's that that's kind of it yeah, really, you know. If you're if you're preparing a, a set list for a live show, you re, you have to you have to get the songs in the right order. Right. The things that Helen was saying, but also you don't want to play. You don't want to play a few fast ones and then a slow one and then go straight back to fast ones. Right, right. Because you create a different vibe in a slow song. Yeah. And if you then have to gear everything back up and change the vibe to go straight into a fast one, then you're just making it harder for yourselves and for the audience. Yeah. To kind of get what emotion you know. You're almost giving out mixed messages. So right, right. You might, <laughs> I think, try and play two or three low lower key songs. Yeah. Uh, to have a kind of period of kind of low key, and then get and then get rocking again. Yeah, and I think we did that a bit with this album. So there's there's a couple of kind of gentler songs about maybe three quarters of the way through, and then it rocks up again. Yeah, but another thing we 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 thought about with the order of the album was 
Um, if if we were ever to put it out on vinyl, then there's going to be a definite split ah, right, halfway right, through. Right. So we were kind of conscious that the there's 10 songs in the album. So we wanted to make sure yeah. that song number six, yeah. which would be the first yeah. song on side two, <laughs> was going to be a noticeable song and a good side opener. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of have to, you have to kind of, Order it for CD, but also order it with the knowledge that it might be a, a vinyl release. And of course, you've got to you have it like so that every song stands on its own, right, because clearly right. lots of people yeah. only buy it that people, way, right? Or only exactly. buy it one. So or. you know you've got to touch a lot of bases. Yeah, and, you know, it's you, so, you so much more complicated. Anyway. <laughs> you know, what's interesting in your comment about that? I, I I think it was Full Moon Fever by Tom with Tom Petty. We're on the CD. He says, now for those that are listening on album, we're going to take a short pause for them to <laughs> allow, be allowed to turn, or, you know, to have time to turn the album take, over. Yeah, exactly. All oh, right, funny. But I, like I just that. finished yeah. his autobiography written by Warren Zane. It's just fascinating, you know, talking about Southern Southern rock and God rest his soul. And of course, is the last DJ. And the craft, you know, just like you all, the the number of songs you don't put into the album that, you know, you cast away, those that you include, you know, it, there's a real um, uh, science or art to that. And I yeah, think it's underrated yeah. or underappreciated by the yeah, listeners Yeah, under, under, underknown. Right. Well, mean, that's you know, people thing. just don't yeah. know about it, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, because it's, it's a lot of work. So when, when we've kind of, when the album's finally finished and it becomes, it comes out, that's the end of, quite a long process for yeah, the band. Yeah. But then it's, it's the start of a new process when you kind of want to take it out to everybody. So it's what I was saying earlier about hearing the album as a whole. Yeah. Uh, is it, it's nice because I can kind of visit it as, as a new thing, as, an, as a total entity, yeah. rather than as just individual songs. I love it. Go, go ahead, Dale. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to agree. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's why agreeing. you make, make a good couple. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, Classic Rock Magazine has said of you, the real deal, brilliant, in a different mm. class. Love that. And then uh, the blues said, simply wonderful, according to Blues Matters. Beautiful vocals on a record and even better live. So very high praise. And you guys have yeah. been uh, nominated for a British Blues Award and uh, yeah. album voted a top uh, album of the year by Classic Rock and the Blues Magazine. So high praise. I, I love it. Yeah, thank you. That, that, yeah, we we were very privileged to have those accolades. But uh, yeah, it's nice to get recognised. It's nice it to yeah, because you put a lot of work in, so it's nice when it mm. when it yeah. pays off. We'll talk a little bit yeah. of you know again, Mikasa Sukasa, my show, your show. Uh, you know, we want to probably give a shout out to uh, your ba your bandmates uh, on on bass, uh, Merrick Funkus. Is that right from Poland? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you totally did. He is a Marek van Kess yeah. and he's uh, he's he, he's Polish, but you know he's lived here for in London for twenty odd years, and so so very into the London way of life. Yeah, um, yeah. And so he's Polish, but uh, and then there's and Steve he has Weaver. his own Helen. He has his own band, Laba. Is that right? Is that he do? Yeah, that? he does. A he uh, he does. I guess he he has a band with with a few other Polish guys that he works with, and. Uh, they do stuff in their own language yeah. and yeah. kind of, I guess, go for a different kind of market yeah. completely, yeah. you know. Um, but they're very successful and and really good as well. Yeah. Um, and they're all nice guys that are in yeah. the band. I love it. Um, and then you got Steve Weaver on the uh, on the skins, right? Yeah. So uh, this is the first album with Steve. So Steve ah. joined us a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, 
and he's he's great. He uh, he, he, he he's a great laugh. We we got on really well, and he fitted in really quickly. Yeah, uh, and he's uh, he's he's full of energy. He's 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 great. He uh, and he fronts. Yeah, he's, he's, do I have it right? He, he fronts his uh, an ACDC tribute band. Is that yeah? <laughs> so that kind of it shows you. Although although he's a he's a a drummer, and drummers are usually at the back and hidden by the drum kit. Right. Uh, Steve is very, very visible. He's not shy in retiring. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he, he fronts an ACDC tribute band. Yeah. They do mostly Bon Scott period songs. Yeah. And uh, St- he, we went he's to see great. them a few weeks ago and he's they were great. absolutely great. great. We he, hadn't seen them live before. So he's he's just fantastic. He does, he does the, he, although it's Bon Scott songs, yeah. he's kind of, uh, he looks a bit, he, he goes for the Brian Johnson look with uh, the kind of cap and, yeah. <laughs> and kind of curly hair. Yeah, but I think and... he's got himself a new wig. He's got himself a Bon Scott wig. So I think he's going to be <laughs> trying to dress up as Bon Scott next well, time. And speaking of uh, live, mm-hmm. you all have, as I understand it, you've got a gig uh, May 21st, 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. at the Musco's Mus- Musos. Bike rally, Musos, 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 Musos. I'm talking, yeah. you guys, because uh, you, you know, be appealing to your audience in the UK. You, you guys, you guys describe where that is, how they can find it, because I, I don't have a clue. Okay, okay. that's down uh, in a place called Horsham, which okay. is uh, near, not far from Gatwick Airport, but okay. it's down in West Sussex. Yeah, um, what's about an hour from here or something? Okay. So it's about an hour from London. Yeah, near sort of halfway between London and Brighton on the south coast. Gotcha. So it's a kind of a biker get together. Okay, that, you know, yeah. bikers um, as in motorcycles, mo- yeah. as in motorcycles, gotcha. okay. tattoos. Yep, gotcha. Those, those <laughs> yeah. kind of bikers. Yeah, southern. We we know all about that here in the south. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah. So that, that yeah, we're looking forward to that. That'll nice. be a, a a good fun night. Yeah. And, then and then July got- 1st at 3 p.m., do I have that right, at the Alford Rock and Blues Festival? Yep. That's in that's in Surrey, which is just outside London. Okay. Um, and uh, well, that's... well, it's a it's a it's a three-day festival oh, and nice. there's some great bands on. And we're we're lucky enough to be sort of kicking off the main stage ah, um very cool. on Friday. the Friday. Yeah. And um, there's some great acts on there. Deborah Bonham, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I have not. Um, well, she's John Bonham's sister. Oh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Of course, I recognize the last name, but I'm going, oh, wow. I, you know, where is Exactly. It? So yeah. She's great. She's got an amazing voice. Uh, and But there's just loads of people on there. Yeah. So we're really pleased to be playing as yeah. part of the lineup. Yeah. And that's July 1st. So we got the 21st that's of July May 1st. and July 1st. And then uh, July 15th, 3 p.m. Upton Blues Festival. Is that... Do I yeah, have that right? So that's yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. That's in Worcestershire, which is kind of between Birmingham and Wales. Okay, and that's a really uh, big festival that takes over this small town of Upton, uh, and they've got a couple of main stages, and they also have bands on in all the all the uh, the pubs and bars there. And we're on the main stage on the Friday afternoon. Uh-huh. And, and the main Love thing it. about that is that it's a free festival. Oh, so wow. the whole, it's a little, a little large village, I would say. Yeah. Very pretty. And the whole place for the whole weekend is just taken over by music. You know, music in the streets, music in the bars and music everywhere, really. So it's, it's a free festival. So people can just turn up and 
sit down and enjoy. Well, darn it. I wish our world leaders had been working on transporting instead of some of the other nonsense they've been working on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Star Trek, so I could just transport myself over there. Because Waheed and I would be there in a nanosecond if we could do that. I bet. (laughs) No, you would enjoy it because it's one of these little quintessentially English villages that you see on TV. So... Well, yeah. I love so that's you know, we're doing. I love your uh, you know your roots in the blues, and we were talking about it in the run up to the show, and also you know as we were playing and playing your great music. But I just got out of the library uh, a book called The Blues: A Visual History, Hundred Years of Music That Changed the World, written by Mike Evans. And I've just gone through it, you know, looking at the pictures. I haven't dove into the into the verbiage, but it's you know, a good mm. 200 pages. But one of the things that stuck out in, in the run-up for this show was a quote from Keith Richards. And I think okay. it applies to you all uh, so appropriately, so I wanted to share it. If you don't know the blues, there's no point in picking up a guitar and playing rock and roll or any other form of popular music. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's funny because we were just exactly talking about that very thing earlier on. Like we, you know, I don't want you to think that we just sit and discuss blues all the time because we really don't. You know, the, we are we are couples, so there's other things we need to discuss. Sure, of you course, know, like the, of course. The laundry and, and you know. <laughs> those more mundane things. Yeah, <laughs> they're slightly more mundane. Yeah. However, but we were just discussing the fact that, um, you know, p- bands that we like and and you know, even more modern, but say Led Zeppelin, for right, example. Right, right, right. Who are obviously not very modern, but, you know, it, they were influenced by the blues. Of course. Of, you know. And other, as amongst other things, like folk, folk and stuff. And, yes. But there was, a, there was a real history of music that informed Led Zeppelin yes. sound. So they created a sound. Sorry, Helen, I'm jumping in. No, no, okay. that's, that's fine. That's what you're... So they kind of uh, created their sound. And then... Led Zeppelin influenced other bands. So right. bands came after Led Zeppelin and came after the Stones. And the, the the other bands might kind of want to try and sound like Led Zeppelin or the Stones. And we were just saying how to achieve that, you really have to know what what music informed Led Zeppelin. Absolutely. Or the Stones. Yeah. Or the yeah. Stones. Absolutely. So, you, so it's exactly the same as what it's Keith exactly was saying. You, point, you need yeah. to know where it comes from originally. Absolutely. Really yeah. to understand it and, and get that depth to the music rather than, you know, just just to give you extra depth, really. Yeah. Because I was just listening to, to the, the music on our album and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a kind of, it's kind of blues rock album. Absolutely. It, it's, I find it difficult sometimes to categorize some of the songs because there's quite a, a breadth of um, types of uh you know, there's some slow songs or some up-tempo rocker sort of thing. And it's um, it's just nice to have that breadth of music. Well, and yeah. you guys, you did a brilliant cover of Since I've Been Loving You, which I don't... Did you oh, release on you. an album or just a video? Is that... Did I... Yeah, that was on the last album. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, Till yes, the Dawn. Till yeah, the Dawn, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't... We chose not to put any covers on this album. Uh, but yeah, we still do... We still do some covers live. When you're out you know, live. Yeah, people like to hear them. And um, we like to play them as well. You know, that's Well, I think it's a it good is. tribute. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it just, it, it comes full circle, right? Because it's it speaks to, to Ian, to your point, it speaks to where, you you know, your influence, right? And, yeah, And it's right. a tribute to, and then, you know, and then you hope... 
And I hope this show encourages the listener to go back. You know, if you're a musicologist, dig into, as Ian's talking about, dig into who influenced Led Zeppelin and then who, mm. you know, and you can go back even further. And a lot of it um, really has its roots in Mississippi, in the South, you know. It's, yeah, um, and there's, uh, in our live show at the moment, we we do a version of Led Zeppelin's Whole Lot of Love. Mm. And uh, we kind of come in and out to some other songs. But we, we start off not with a Led Zeppelin version, but with a version that was done by Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> which I had never heard before Steve, our drummer, yeah. suggested it. Yeah. And it's kind of slow and groovy. Right. And it's kind of, you know, yeah. Led Zeppelin would have been influenced by Ike and Tina Turner. Of course. And then they wrote, they've created their music and then... They've Tina done the Turner little, and yeah. I took it back yeah. and did it yeah. their way. And it's well, it'd be it's great just a bit that, of, And bit you guys know this historically, but you know, you look at the, in the United States, the blues are kind of dying out because rhythm and blues and stuff is coming in. And then all those blues albums are getting exported to you all, right? And coming yes, through Liverpool, right. the port in Liverpool. And then yeah. you know, the Claptons and the Yardbirds and John Mills and you know, it's uh, yeah. and, and Zeppelin are picking those up and then deliver them back to us. <laughs> That's right. I know it's it's quite it's quite a strange one. Isn't it is. It? You know, I mean, I think it was yeah. uh, what was the show? Uh, it was one of those you know kind of um, Dick Clarkish shows, and the Stones are on it, and they said the only way we're coming on and doing, a, a, I think it was Little Red Rooster, is if we can have. Howlin' Wolf on the show with us. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because that's where we got it from kind of thing. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. Like, yeah, all credit to the Stones. They wanted to give credit to people like Muddy yes. Waters yes. And, and all those, uh, Robert Johnson. They wanted to acknowledge, yeah. you know, where they, where their music came from, and which is great. Over in over here, there's uh, there's some celebrations happening in the, in the, the blues scene um, because it's, I think, the 60th anniversary of the Ealing... Blues Club, uh, where the Stones started. Oh, no And way. Uh, there's been um, some documentaries on the TV and yeah. stuff about it. And it's, it's fascinating to hear, you know, all of these top bands yeah. are kind of jamming in this tiny basement club that had about maybe an audience of about 100 or 200 people. Mm. And in the club, you've got the Stones, the mm. Animals, mm. Yeah. Alexis Corner, mm. Eric Clapton, Eric Clapton. All of, the, it's all of fascinating, these guys. It's really, amazing. Yeah. And they've got a little exhibition that we were thinking yeah. going to see as well. If anybody, oh, I love it. When yeah, you and so speaking, so you were talking about, um, and uh, I've got to give a shout out to the amazing one, the Lucy Pillar. Uh, with oh, yeah. All Right Now Hi, Entertainment, Lucy. who <laughs> who introduced us. Uh, um, uh, over a year ago, I think back, uh, yeah, we did, did a show yeah. back in September of 20, oh, two, 20, almost two years, 2020. Oh, but at wow. any rate, Lucy was telling me about a very cool place in London for those that uh, are traveling over to London, the Heavy Hold. Do I have that right, y'all? Heavy Load. Oh, Heavy Load, 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 yeah. Heavy Load. load Talk yeah. a little bit about the Heavy Load as it relates to, you know, the, the genre of music we're talking about. Okay, so there's this club in London called the Heavy Load Club, named after a free song, ah, song yeah. by Free. And um, it's run by Rob and Karen, and we know them. Yeah. And yeah. they put on a, a club night, I think, uh, once a month called Heavy Load. And basically you go, it's just pure 60s and 70s music that you you can't stop dancing Love to. It. And I don't Love mean by that. The really boppy stuff, yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's it's quite it's heavy, quite heavy stuff, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. Um, 
But it's quite funny, actually. The the only band that they put on the that that they play, yeah, that is post nineteen seventy five, is the Black Crows, ah. which is from from your neck. Yeah, years. and one of your yeah. influ- y'all's influences, right? I mean, totally, yeah. one. It. Yeah, and yeah. It, the strange thing is, I think uh, we we we've been to the club. We go to the club sometimes, but we don't manage to get all the time. Yeah. But uh, one thing we do do is. Uh, when whenever we go to see the Black Crows, yeah. we always seem to bump into to Rob, Rob oh, at the gig. He's a huge fan he's of the Black Crows. He's a huge fan as well. Yeah. Wow. yeah, so it's yeah. quite funny. So they ran this. They started this club night, which apparently yeah. came out of them just sitting every night on a Saturday night, playing their vinyl yeah. and yeah. playing music, and you know, probably having a drink or right, two. Of and they, they decided that or you know, why don't we or just an herb? Or how do they you guys could say have it? had a <laughs> herb. herb. They could have had a herb. <laughs> And, and uh, you know, yeah. he Rob just said, you know, we, we just sat and thought, why don't we just start a club? Right, because we're right. enjoying our music so much. Yeah. Maybe other people will. So yeah. that's kind of where it came from. How many but do they, they hold, mean, Helen? What's the what oh, kind of capacity? Oh, it's, it's like a biggish, a biggish kind of bar venue. Yeah. That, so at a two, three hundred? Wow. I don't know, something yeah. like that. And I think, I think it's it gets once packed. a month. Yeah. It's right so, in central London, near Oxford. Check Circuit. it out. And, yeah. and it's funny because the only band... As I say, post 1974, is the Black Crow. And they just throw that because they they have the license to do that because it's their Because it's like, it's my club, course, I, I can, can do, do what it. I want. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, and I look at the triangulation here between uh, Lucy and you all mm-hmm. and then Steve and Rob with the connection with Free. So Free yes. had a big influence. I mean, all three of you were heavily influenced by Free and it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're very, you're right. Um, I think I know Lucy was really into is really into free and Paul yeah. Rogers and stuff, and we totally are. Um, and and yeah, it's funny that there there are bands yeah. that are perhaps a bit underrated. Correct. But I don't know if they're underrated, but I think I think maybe they didn't get quite as as well known because they they kind of split up and, and immediately went into bad and became bad company. So it's like, oh, who was free? Yeah. But strongly I mean, again, but, you know, to your point earlier, Ian. You know, it has strongly encouraged the listeners in the spirit of kind of digging into the the past, mm. if you will, the and the genesis. You know, yeah. if you're a Bad Company fan or a fan of rock and roll in general, and you haven't experienced free, go listen to a free album, start to finish. You yeah. know? Totally right. And and also, if you do that, you should try and dig out the footage of them playing at the Isle of Wight Festival oh, in, wow. I think, 1970. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's the afternoon, so it's it's not like... They were headlining by any means, yeah. and they're just so cool. Oh and you can my just, gosh. you know, and they're they're obviously known for their one massive hit, "All Right Now." Right, but really, right. they've got about six albums, and it's it's really beautiful music. Yeah. I mean, Paul Rogers, a fantastic singer, right? Of and course, all of them. I mean, I I used to when I was sort of in my late teens. If anyone asked me who my favorite singer was, or my favorite guitar player, or my favorite bass player, or yeah. my favorite drummer, it was basically always just the four individual <laughs> members of Free. Yeah. I just thought they created such a beautiful sound together. You know, yeah, and they do. Amazing to think that Lucy, as a young person, just kind of wanders uh, backstage at one of their shows with her camera and goes, "Hey, y'all mind if I take some pictures?" No, 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 uh, no, no. <laughs> no. I know, wow. I know. We'd love to, I'd, you know, we'd love to share some stuff. Well, share hear some of her stories actually but you know yeah well we are uh, oh my gosh the hour has just flown by again but uh, Mm -hmm. i want to make sure everybody goes to bornhealer.com buy the album and for you all that are blessed to be in england the 21st or around that area the 21st the bike rally july 1st the blues rock festival 
and then uh, July 15th at the Upton Blues Festival. So lots of cool festivals. We've been trapped inside for too long. Let's get out and hear yeah. some live music. Neil Young, although I'm not such a big fan of his anymore, but at any rate, um, you know, his uh, brilliant tagline, live music is better. And then Cathead, our sponsor, supports live music. They're a distillery, the oldest out of Mississippi. So how cool is that? Helen and Ian can't wait to uh, see you guys at some point in time, either in London at the Heavy Load or, oh, <laughs> or one of your shows uh, or here in the States when you guys come on over. Parting, yeah, thanks uh, for having us on, Michael. It's been uh, great speaking. You, any parting thoughts, comments, anything I missed that you, you want to share? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Just, uh, you know, hi to everybody out there and, and, and everywhere. And, and yeah, thanks for supporting. Thanks for supporting us and live music. and Yeah. Peace and love to everybody, I, I guess, it. you know? I love it. There were so many questions I didn't get to, I wanted to, but we'll, we'll do have to do another show. Okay. You guys are amenable. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. guys are the best. Thanks now. Thank you so Stay much. Free, Bye. Yeah. God bless. Bye-bye. Maybe there's a DJ out there somewhere who has a few regrets And a list of things that he meant to do Hasn't gotten round to yet Well, maybe you'll feel a little empathy Play this on his FM show Better late than never Here's my thanks to every place my song